are a little bit different today. We had our class in the uh, fellowship hall for Sunday school. So if you like that, guess what? We're going to do it again. So next week, prepare to do the same thing, that we're going to meet in the fellowship hall for Sunday school because uh, the children need the extra time and they need the, the practice on their thing. So let's make sure that you know that we gather in the fellowship hall and we'll have our Sunday school. So with that being said, we're going to get ready and, and get our announcements up today. So it looks like we have a couple of birthdays here. Uh, Brother Scott and Sister Mindy. Scott on Tuesday and Mindy on Thursday. So happy birthday to them. So and we're going to have regular Wednesday night service, so be here for that, that we can, you know, see what the Lord has in store for us, God willing. So lots of things to, to look forward to doing. And then, of course, next, uh, uh, the 24th, is going to be the normal service here in the morning. We're going to have Christmas Eve service just like normal, and we'll get all of this taken care of, you know, the whatever they're going to do for our special. So uh, be here for Sunday morning service, and then, of course, Christmas Day. We hope everybody has a pleasant uh, time, you know, on Christmas morning. Uh, we had a good banquet last night. We were missing a few people. Uh, somebody didn't police all the gifts, you know, that were given out. So, you know, we just have to, you know, accept what well, it came down the pike, you know. <laughs> that last, yeah, uh, see, word gets around. Word gets around. So, games were rigged, but that's okay. <laughs> Since Cassie, you did a good job, sweetie, as always, and it, it's not any fun if I don't get to rag her. So, y'all did a good job on that last night. I would have stayed and helped you clean up, but I had a misfortune with my vehicle, so now I got two of them sitting here. So it's like I'm going to have to try to figure out what I can do with that, but. That being said, God's going to get us through it. You know, no worse for wear. He didn't let it burn to the ground out here, so it, it can probably be fixed. And so, it, like anything, I think Brother uh, Bobby was talking about it this morning, you know, that I would rather, you know, see what the Lord has for me in the future, even if I have to. The Bible says we can enter in halt and lame. I don't want to go back to my old ways. I don't want to go back to anything old. And, and you know, it, so we, you know, we always want something new. The Bible says that, you know, that we are to die off. Even Paul said, die off daily. He said, my righteousness is filthy rags. So we need to be concentrating on what's coming, you know, and what's in the future and not what was the past. And so let's, let's look for what the Lord has for us. And so, uh, that means, let's see, what else have we got in here? We've got the birthdays, and it looks like uh, there'll be no youth uh, Sunday school. So, uh, of course, they're going to be practicing. So, y'all, you know, keep that in mind. Like I say, next week we'll be in the fellowship hall once again. So, that, I believe that about covers it, unless there's something more pressing. Be sure to pray for those that are missing this morning. We had a good turnout last night, and, you know, everything was good. And so, you know, we glad for that. So that being said, we're going to go to our reading this morning. I have the devotional, and so 
I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, talk about what's going on, you know, uh, at Christmas. And so I've got some very familiar reading. And, and so there are those that would believe that the Old Testament is no longer necessary and it's only the New Testament. And I believe that the Old Testament was put here so that, as one uh, teacher once told us, he said the Old Testament was people looking for God. The New Testament is God looking for those people. And so everything that got settled before, it may have been under the New Covenant and under everything else, but it's still there. You know, it's a reminder. It's a just like a road map. You know, Brother Jack used to say all the time that the Bible is not a menu that you can just pick and choose the things you like and don't like. There's things in there that are timely that, you know, maybe they don't do them anymore, but it's a reminder that they were there and they were set for a reason. And so... The Bible is more like a road map. It shows you the lows, the highs, the, you know, the places you can't go and the places you can. So that's what we have to keep in mind. So this morning in my reading, we're going to start out in Isaiah 7 and 14. And, of course, it's all this will be very familiar to you, and it has to do with Christmas. And it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and hear and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now that's, you know, that's pretty self-explanatory right there. This is Old Testament reading, so for those that think that the Old Testament is not relevant, it was foretelling of things to come. And then Isaiah 9 and 6, a very familiar reading. It says, For unto us a child is born, and a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. One more after this one. And the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Look at the turmoil that's going on in the world today that, oh, if we only had this president, if we only had that president, we put this one back and take this one out, and there, there's wars being fought right now over you know, who should be in charge, and, you know, the Indians always believed that the world didn't belong to them, that they belonged to it. They'd say, that mountain over there has been here 10,000 years. For me to say I own it, well, who's going to own it 10,000 years after I'm gone? You know, we don't own a thing here, but he owns it all. And it said, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to uh, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. God's going to have his way no matter what the world says. Isaiah 11, we're going to continue on because all of this is timely and present in this present age. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and the branch shall grow out of his roots and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him and the spirit of wisdom and understanding and the spirit of excuse me and the spirit of counsel and might and the spirit of knowledge and the end of fear of the Lord and shall make him of quick understanding and the fear of the Lord and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither 
reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he endue or judge the poor and reprove uh, the equity for the meek of the earth and shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, which is what? His word. And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Nothing is going to get past him at all. And he's got it all. And my final is here in Matthew, and it's very familiar as well, but we need to understand. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel. That's three times you've heard this. It's established. and it, That's three times. And it will be interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph raised, uh, let's see, I didn't, I already got that one. And now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. And so all of these things foretold of something better coming. They'll never undo it. They'll never do anything better. And we need to understand that God has got a plan for this world. And it's not what the world thinks, but what the Lord thinks. And so with that, we're going to get ready for our worship. If the praise team will come and we'll knock out some songs this morning. Oh 
Jesus in the street. Sometimes we just got to shout that name of Jesus. We've got to declare it like we never had before. Uh, it, uh, it makes me think of, we just recently got us a, uh, a new puppy in our family. And, uh, you know, sometimes in little puppies, they don't want to listen too well. And they want to do their own thing. And you got to kind of raise your voice to them. And our, right now at the moment, ours is, uh, is nameless, so we say, hey, puppy, <laughs> we'll get it figured out. But, you know, once we get a name, we're going to yell that name of that puppy and get, his att get her attention. And, you know, that's how we as Christians have got to be in the kingdom of God over our families. That name is power. It's healing. It's life. And we don't need to haphardly just say, just 
just meet or openly just say the name of Jesus. Well, I believe the name of Jesus. No, we need to say it with some conviction. We need to proclaim Jesus over our lives. We need to proclaim Jesus over healing in our body. We need to proclaim Jesus over every situation. Hallelujah. We have got to uplift that name of Jesus, proclaim it, and shout it. Hallelujah. Gaining the attention of everybody around, including the devil and his little minions. They're going to flee at that name. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, God is good. And all the time, give another hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I want to uh, say thank you to everyone who's able to make it out last night as well to the Christmas banquet. I uh, want to uh, just ask you to remember pastor in prayer. Uh, he desires your prayer because he's just feeling under weather. He is here. He's playing, but uh, playing the keyboard, but just uplift him in your prayers, and we're speaking Jesus over him. Amen. He'll have healing in his body. So we're thankful for him to be here today, uh, but we will uplift him in our prayers. But I know he feels the same way. He's so thankful for those who participated and was able to take part last night. Uh, in the banquet, so we thank each and every one. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, at this time, we're going to uh, wait upon you for the tithes and offering for the week, uh, trusting and believing and knowing that the Lord has blessed each and every one. He makes a way where there is no way, uh, and so uh, we're just going to ask the blessings over the offering. Brother Scott, uh, would you help uh Brother Douglas, this morning in receiving the offering after the prayer. Thank you, sir. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise and glory for all things. We thank you for your mighty presence. We thank you that we know the name that is healing, that is power in life, Heavenly Father. And Lord, right now as we receive the tithes and offering for the week, we ask, Lord, that you just bless each and every one, the gift and the giver. Let all praise and glory always come back to your mighty name and use it for the furthest of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. For we praise you for all things. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say, God bless you as you give today. Hallelujah.
it's good to have uh, uh, Sister uh, Mindy and Brother Chase with us today, and we, we want to give them opportunity to stand and testify. Sister Mindy, Sister Mindy, stand and give us a testimony this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sure. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Brother Chase. Bless him, Lord.
Praise the Lord. You have testimony, Sister Kathy? Sister Kathy, stand testify for us.
Amen. Yes. Joy. That's right. Amen. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That is truly a great testimony and a, a wonderful blessing of the Lord to protect y'all in that fashion because he's the only reason why it didn't burn down. I mean, were it to be put out, you know, electrical like that, it's going to keep going and just festering. I mean, the sheetrock's going to catch on fire. It's a goner. So thank the Lord. Yeah, but God, amen. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. All right. We're going to change order of service at this time. Thank you, brother. And uh, give you a chance to stand up and stretch. Dismiss for uh, Children's Church today. Praise the name of the Lord. It feels so good just being here again.
Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time. Amen, amen. I want to wish Brother Scott a happy birthday on Tuesday. Praise the Lord. You like chocolate? I think there's some leftovers in the refrigerator there, brother. Help yourself. Might be a donut in a box back there, too. Praise the Lord. Well, it's me again. We're going, <laughs> we're going to uh, fill in for Pastor this morning. Some, his voice is not well. He's not feeling well and everything like that. So we're going to bring the message today. And uh, I want to mention that I noticed there was still some uh, shepherd voice pamphlets out there on the welcome desk. So if you haven't uh, picked one of those up yet, don't forget that those are out there, the, the quarterly uh, newsletter that Pastor puts out. They're out there uh, on the table, so be sure and pick one up. It's, it's a good reading uh, for you in your devotion time. So remember that, that those are out there. Praise the name of the Lord. And then, of course, don't, don't forget Wednesday Bible study uh, at 7 p.m., uh, be in prayer for pastor uh, this week that the Lord just gives him strength back. Uh, should anything, any changes take place, y'all will be notified, of course, either by the app. Did everybody get that notif that push notification on the app, those who have the app? Did that work out good? That was not, yeah, I got that uh, yesterday as well. So we'll be notified of any changes, but we're going on uh, with the Lord's work, and we're just praying and believe pastor will be well able to be with us Wednesday for Bible study. But this afternoon, let's open our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 1, and we will begin reading at verse 18 down through 25, and this being a Christmas season, this is what this is going along with is the celebration of Christmas and the birth of Jesus Christ. So Matthew chapter 1, beginning reading at verse 18, begins reading like this here. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, Heavenly Father, just use me as you see fit to bring it forth to share with your good people, Heavenly Father. We thank you for this time of year that we celebrate 
your birth, and we, we're just so in awe of you being coming to this earth that we might have salvation, that we might have freedom from what was the chains that bound us and held us down and that, and that sin that was with on. Without you, there is no breaking away of that sin. So we thank you that you came to this earth and you made a way, you completed the work at Calvary. Hallelujah. We're just so thankful for that today. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everybody say, Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to speak to you just for a few moments using this scripture here in Matthew. Talking, uh, we're, we're talking about Joseph today. I want to speak to you for this title, From a Curse to a Blessing. From a Curse to a Blessing. And you're probably thinking, what in the world are you talking about? But let's begin, let's begin this way. Have you ever felt like that you and your family have been living a curse. Maybe you feel yourself like your, your family down through the generations have been cursed. Things don't go right. Nothing goes right whatsoever. And you just feel like it's a generational curse. Now, I, I suspect a lot of folks can maybe associate with that and feel that way. Uh, you just, uh, you know, generations as they go down the line, you hear stories from family Past loved ones, well, so-and-so did this. You know, you had a great-great-grandmother, a great-great-grandfather that did this. Maybe horse thieving. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> that might be on, on uh, somebody's side of the family, horse thieving. And, you know, but different, just an example of different stories that, go, that, get, that gets uh, told from generation to generation. And you might feel like, that you, there's a curse upon uh, you or your family. But, you know, Joseph had a curse upon his family lineages down through the generations. He did, very much so. He had a curse, and we're going to look at that today. But no matter if you feel like there's been a curse placed upon you or your life or your family, you're not defined by that curse or what has transpired through generations. You can still be a blessing in your life in your family, in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Jesus came to break every curse, every sin, every chain that has ever been. Jesus came for that very reason. And so this was interesting to me as I just began to read and study, and I've heard it before, and I knew and understood that Joseph had this curse. So we, I want to take you to the first chapter of Matthew here in verse 11. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 11. Now Matthew 1 is where we, talk, we see the lineage of Jesus Christ from Joseph's side. This is Joseph's side. This, all these begots in chapter 1 is on Joseph's side. And so we read in verse 11 that Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the same time they were carried away to Babylon. Jeconiah is where the curse comes into play for Joseph and his family lineages down through the years. That's, that's where that curse was. And we go back to Jeremiah to find where this curse took place. Jeremiah chapter 22, begin reading in verse 28 here. We're going to find out how this curse happened. Is this man, Kaniah, a despised broken idol, 
a vessel in which is no pleasure, why are they cast out? And he and his descendants and cast into a land which they do not know. O earth, 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 hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, write this man down as childless, a man who shall not prosper in his days, for none of his descendants shall prosper sitting on a throne of David and ruling any more in Judah. Now that Honiah is the same as saying that Jack, uh, Jokinah, that was, they're the same. That was another name for him. So this was God placing the curse on him saying, shall not sit on the throne. So down through the generations, this curse followed. And so, but we know that there's supposed to be a Messiah come from the line of David, prophesied. It's supposed to come from that line. And we find just right in the next chapter of Jeremiah 23, 5 and 6, prophesied there, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness, a king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. In his days Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. Thank the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we see this prophesied there. It's coming. So does this get canceled out? Or is, is Joseph, we know and understand, was not the uh, biological father of Jesus. He was earthly father, if you will. He was not biological. So we go to the book of Luke to find the lineage of Mary. And Mary, you trace her line back to David as well. She is bloodline of David. Not only virgin, but a bloodline of David. In Luke 3 and 31, we see that. The son of Malia, the son of Mene, the son of Matadaha, the son of Nathan, the son of David. This is talking about Mary's lineages. Just like in Matthew, the first chapter, you have all the begots on uh, Joseph's side. On Mary's side, you have all the begots in Luke. Luke is describing Mary's lineages, which that goes back to bloodlines. And the Jewish people, even, even today's day and hour that we live in, it's not like here in the United States where you don't keep up with bloodlines like that. Here, it's, you know, you find love. There's no arranged marriages. There's, nothing, there's none of that. You, just, you find love and whoever you want to find love with. It's, it's mix and mingle. It's, it's whatever. But in a Jewish custom and heritage, they kept to strict bloodlines. They knew which bloodline came from which family. It was, it, they, they were very much uh, strict on this. And... I know there's been families that's been separated and split up because if, if, if two got together that was not allowed to do that or was deemed that they should not do that. But so it was very much kept and new and aware. And I, I don't know, I suspect Joseph maybe knew and understood about the, this curse that came down through the generations. But he still was earthly father to Jesus, although Mary was not only the bloodline back to David. Joseph went back to David as well. But Mary was bloodline and of the virgin birth. And that's so very important. 
So from curse to a blessing. And that's what, this is where my focus that I want to stress on today about Joseph and his life is that he was a blessing. He was a blessing. The Lord needed a man, someone that he could depend on to raise Jesus as a boy up until he'd grown up into adulthood and he began his ministry. He, not, he needed Mary to play her part, but he needed a father figure that he could trust and depend on in Jesus' life. You talk about a burden on your shoulders. That's a burden on your shoulders to know and realize you're going to be raising the son of the living God. So it had to be someone with integrity with, that would be obedient to the hand of God, to the will of God, be obedient, have integrity, be humble, be ready to move when it, when it comes time to move. Joseph was, in fact, this man. He, had, he was a man of in, impeccable integrity. You know, and, and so I, I know and understand and believe today not only all these things, but he had to have great self-control because could you imagine finding out that you're engaged and betrothed to a woman who all of a sudden comes up pregnant? You know it wasn't you. You don't know who it may. You don't necessarily maybe know at the time who it may have been until he got the dream. But he still had self-control when he realized the dream that he had and it was going to be the child of God. They were going to call his name Jesus. He still stayed away from Mary as was required, but so that he had self-control to stay away. Even after they were married, even after they could have consummated that marriage, he did not do that. He had self-control. This was a man of high integrity, folks. This was a man with a, with a, a discipline, a zeal for God. It very much was. So we don't, we don't see and hear a whole lot about Joseph in Scripture, but he was a man of high integrity. And he was not a procrastinator. He had four dreams. Every dream that he had, he got, up and, he got up and moved. Every dream that he had, he got up and moved. He took Mary as his wife. He got up and fled to, to Egypt. Then when it was said that Herod the Great was dead and gone, and he could go back to the, uh, to the land of Israel, he made his way back. He had these dreams. He got up to move. He was not a procrastinator. Is anybody procrastinators out there? <laughs> I, I'm going to tell on Michelle I, I'm going to be just like her in her family line was horse thieves she's a procrastinator too she had she, she had, she had a, a teacher Mr. Repture Mr. Repture would say Martin you're a procrastinator but she'll tell you it's not procrastinating she just works great under pressure but <laughs> I know a lot, of, a lot of us can be that way from time to time. We, we might put off and delay some things, but Joseph didn't put off what he dreamt about when, when he received that dream from the Lord. He got up and moved the next day. He got up and got going. He didn't procrastinate. He didn't delay. Think of another man in Scripture that he, that he did kind of delay and have some doubt. Joseph didn't doubt. He believed what he, was, what he had dreamed and what he was told by God. Zechariah. Zechariah, when uh, he was told, he was in the temple and he was at the altar of incense doing, doing his part as a priest in the temple, the angel of the Lord came and told him that this prayer would be answered. Him and his wife Elizabeth was going to have a son. 
told them how great that John the Baptist, their son, was going to be, that he would be a Nazarite, which meant he was not, he was not going to drink wine or strong drink. He told, he told them how he was going to go in the spirit of Elijah. He told them how he was going to lead many of the children of Israel back to the Lord their God. Told them how great and how uh, his son would be. But you know what was on Zechariah's mind? And, and, uh, for him and his wife Elizabeth, was it, I'm too old for this. Have, we, have any of us said, well, I'm too old for this? You're not too old for what God has planned for you in your life. You are not too old. You're not too feeble. You're not, you are not disqualified. If God has placed a desire and a purpose and a plan in your life like I know He has, He's qualified you. He will, he will make the way for you. Don't get the excuses going because the excuses will just bring doubt. It's like, I cannot do this. Just I can't do I'm too old. No. If Brother Paul was here, I would I'd put that on him. Have <laughs> you too old to do this, Brother Paul? No. None of us are too old, but that's the way it felt. But when God spoke to Joseph in a dream, he, 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 he stepped out immediately. He didn't delay. This lets us know how impeccable that his integrity was in being obedient. We can each and every one have this obedience, this integrity, the discipline that it takes to live a Christian life today. We can move when Jesus tells us to move. We can, we can, ha we can uh, go out and spread the word of God to our families and our friends exactly like we need to. Hallelujah. We don't need to be afraid or concerned. Understand where the finances are coming from because guess what? How in the world did Joseph move Mary and, and number one going to Bethlehem for trying to get there when she was due with a baby, supposed to be back. They made the move. And then he gets up from the dream, and they, after the, uh, the wise men had come, they received the frankincense, the gold, and the myrrh. Well, that gold no doubtedly fund their trip to Egypt and then back again. God will make the way. You just have to be willing to be obedient. Hallelujah. We have to be willing to be obedient. And that's the way Joseph was. Let's make it a focus of our life and intent for us. Let's have some discipline for the Lord. Let's do what we need to do for Him and His kingdom no matter what. Let's be obedient to His word and what He's asking us to do. Let's not look at ourselves and say, I'm too old or I'm disqualified. I'm not talented. I cannot do these things that I need to do. I know the Lord wants me to do them, but I, 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 don't, I don't see how I'm going to get them done. Let's not be that way. Let's have the mentality of Joseph. Let's have some discipline and integrity in our lives and let our Heavenly Father know that He can depend on us to spread His name, to speak Jesus over our families, to speak, to speak the name of Jesus and cause demons to flee. Come on, somebody. It's time for the kingdom of God to just have some obedience about us and proclaim the name of the Lord today. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this afternoon. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So Zacharias, he kind of doubted, and we know that he wound up being mute for a time until, up until John the Baptist was born because he doubted. I thought of another man in the, in the Bible, uh, Gideon. Gideon was called a great man of valor by God that was going to save the children of Israel. Now Gideon tested the Lord. He didn't just immediately walk off and do. He said, 
He's going to test the Lord. So he had, a, he had a fleece that he wanted to place on the threshing floor, and he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, let this fleece be wet with the dew, and let all the ground around it be, be dry. So let the fleece be wet with the dew, and all the ground around be dry. That was day one. So that, that happened. And, and the word says that he, ring, he wrung out that fleece into a bowl and filled the bowl with the water from all the water that, that was in that fleece. So he, he tested, and then he said, he asked the Lord not to be angry, but let him, let him test again, and that this time let the fleece be dry, but the ground all around to be wet. So testing the Lord. And, and the Lord did that for Gideon to prove to him that what he said was true and he would be used by God. And he was used by God, and he, he saved the children of Israel from those Midianite people with just 300 men after they were weeded down. And so I just thought about them two men and knowing how they kind of, they, they were mighty men of God, but they kind of tested and challenged the Lord, and they denied a little bit that they were even qualified to do it. Just didn't, didn't think it was possible to happen. But it was possible, and it is possible. It's Him possible. Amen? Hallelujah. And I come to tell someone that today, that no matter what you're faced with, no matter what you're going through, just have some dis uh, discipline in your life, in your daily walk with Jesus, that you're going to be obedient to Him. Just have some discipline to be obedient to Him and to the Word of God, and you will find that He will make a way when there is no way. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's all stand this afternoon. Praise your name, Heavenly Father. If anyone needs prayer for anything today, we are here to pray with you. I'm thankful for this word that the Lord gave today, that from a curse to a blessing, although Joseph wasn't talked about a whole lot in Scripture, he was still a very important man that God used in the life of Jesus. I know uh, the Chosen uh, series that's on, they used, uh, they put in there, it's not biblical, but they put in a scene there with Joseph and Jesus and how there was a little harness that Joseph was handing off that Jesus said that for him to hold on to it and that would be used at a later time. And just the way that Joseph, they impl implicated Joseph being toward Jesus, uh, I thought was done really well. I liked, I happen to like that uh, Chosen series and uh, I pray that they continue to go on doing the way they're doing. But I know that how they depicted Joseph and how when you study the word about Joseph and just knowing and understanding how Joseph was. See, the word said that jo Joseph could have cast out Mary and she would have been, she could have been stoned out in public for just being pregnant and not being, not being Joseph. But he was a just man. He was a just man and didn't want to do that. He, he was thinking of doing it privately, but then he has a dream. And so we can all be exactly as Joseph is. Hallelujah. How he was. We can have that discipline. We can have that integrity and be obedient to, to the Lord. Hallelujah. But they're going to play a song uh, this afternoon, and we will, we will not hesitate to pray with you for anything. If there's sickness in body and one wants to have prayer, we are here to pray with you today as they play the song this afternoon. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
And all the time, if you agree that we spoke Jesus over every individual that we just prayed for, that there is victory in the name of Jesus. Give my hand clap of praise and thank you for it right now. Hallelujah. Thank you for the victory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. We just want to remind each and every one that next Sunday, uh, that Sunday school will be in a fellowship hall. We're going to do exactly like we did today because we know next Sunday is Christmas Eve and we will have our Christmas program. So we thank you for uh, bringing the children today for practice, but we do need one more day of practice. And invite someone to come out with you Christmas Eve next Sunday morning. It will be our uh, normal services, but we are going to have a Christmas program, so we'll do things a little different. But we just want to celebrate Jesus as the reason for the season and have a good time in the Lord. And the Lord will be here, and he will move in a mighty way. Hallelujah. So we're so thankful for that. But just remember that next week we'll have Sunday school in the fellowship hall uh, next week. So at this time we will uh, dismiss. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the service. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for each and every one who has made it out today. And, Father, we know there are many that are uh, with us that are not feeling well and those who are at home that couldn't make it for sickness. We speak Jesus over each and every family, Lord. And as we all dismiss and go our ways, I ask you, Lord, to protect each and every one up on the roads, protect their homes, their families. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say amen. God bless you.